0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Funky Marketing Podcast, actually the Funky Marketing Show within the Funky Marketing Podcast, when me and my good friend and uh, co-worker, uh, Ivan or Totsi, we all like to call him Totsi, are discussing about the latest marketing business trend and some movements that we are seeing. Uh, Totsi, how are you today? Well, nice, nice.
1: You can see my new haircut and I don't know instantly I feel much better.
0: so yeah yeah for for those for those that are just listening, Toy's got a new haircut. And I look <laughs> younger, that's that's essential. yeah, I mean you you gotta look younger. I mean to keep in, up with us youngsters.
1: in my age, it's very important, I know.
0: Now we can we can we can do a poll. Like for those uh, listening, how old do you think Totti is?
1: Yes, yeah, so that would be very interesting.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good thing. If you uh, if you have any idea, drop us in the in the chat, just so we know that uh, that you are seeing us and that you are thinking about his age. And be uh, gentle. I'm very sensitive. So. Yeah, sensitive guy. But uh, Totsi, tell me one thing before we dive into the business marketing topics. What's the last song that you were listening? Well, uh, it, I'm really not sure. <laughs>
1: you get me unprepared <laughs> for this. I don't know. Usually, usually when I'm working, I love to. Listen some funky playlist just to hear some like nice background music, and I really don't get attention like what I'm exactly listening at the moment right now. So I really have no idea. Okay. You, can you recommend uh, something? Yeah,
0: I was listening to some music that will lift me up. So um, the last one was Dropkick Murphys. Uh, roasted nice. too, and before respect, that, respect. Before that was Boys Are Back, and they're looking for trouble. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, guys, if you can recommend us any song, feel free to do it as well. Today is the day when uh, I'm asking all of you. Um, some questions every two or three minutes. Uh, Branka, Branka is saying funky playlist, funky marketing. That's nice. Actually, if you go to the funky marketing channel on YouTube, you will find uh, in favorites the playlist. I think it has around 970 songs, uh, where you will find uh, a lot of interesting. Uh, songs, uh, artists, and, uh, you know, you will see how crazy we are when we are listening to it because uh, it goes in so many directions.
1: <laughs> Maybe we can make a few separate ones, uh, for example, one for content creation, one for distribution, one for, I don't know, preparing, yep. preparing in the right mood for talking with clients or customers,
0: stuff like that. You know how they say... Um, playlists are important for the SEO so yes yeah. <laughs> so okay. love love the lists yeah let's get uh, let's get back to business so you have uh, you had some interesting stuff uh, for us as a conversation starter uh, today uh, about um, people trusting a brand um, yeah when executives are posting uh, on LinkedIn, right? Yes, uh, like 70,
1: 70% of people trust a brand or company whose senior executive are actively posting on on LinkedIn. And I don't know, it's like really interesting stunt and I would love to go a little bit deeper and talk about that and because we are not seeing this... As we would love to see, and you know, I always love to ask yourself and other people questions: Why it's not happening? What do you think, as an SEO company, and from your experience working with
0: similar brands, and how to avoid that? How to improve that? And uh, when you ask uh, when you ask younger people, I think we need to distinguish. Uh, yeah, and exactly. separate those yeah. two, those two groups younger founders younger ceos uh, younger people leading the companies are aware of what they can get out of being present not not on all channels but at least one channel and the people in age who are uh, on leading the companies for i don't know 15 20 25 even 30 years they came from the different um, from different times uh, and even though they are understanding that they need to be present on social media as a company, as a brand, they have different understanding of uh, what they should do as the, as the CEO. And um, they don't see the way they can materialize uh, being present over there and being, uh, you know, daily on, on social media. So uh, will they ever understand it? No idea. I doubt it. So I think we will uh, have to keep talking about it. And, uh, you know, just wait till somebody younger takes over. Um, I mean, some people aren't changing at all. And we need to understand that. So we cannot change them. And they need to work in a different way, in a different direction. Uh, what's bad here is that those older CEOs has the most experience and knowledge. And, uh, their advice and their leadership and their experience is something that all of us, younger founders, CEOs need to kind of elevate and get faster to the next level. Cause like we are bringing the change, the new energy and everything. They have the experience. Uh, Because they have been there. They have seen through the history how the companies are changing, how businesses are changing, how uh, different things are affecting businesses. Uh, And by not sharing that, uh, they are not helping the whole market and the industry to move forward faster.
1: That's true, that's true. And I want to put like two additional things. Uh, The first one, uh, I mean, you have... uh like chief vision officer in your title and uh, i i really think it's a, it's a nice message to everyone and the second thing uh, when you when you look at like these old older founders you you mentioned before is there uh, in your opinion uh, some difference uh, is like founder from Sales marketing background or from tech background or even from finance sector? Is there like any difference? For example, uh, like older founder uh, who is a developer, uh, is he like uh, closer to latest trends or something like that? Did you notice some patterns or something from your experience working with them?
0: Yeah, it, it all depends. Um... It might affect uh, the way they think about it or um, it won't affect them. It all depends. Uh, It all depends also on the size of the company, of their free time. I I mean, I always like to go back to the the example that we have uh, here in Serbia, where um, we have the CEO on one of the biggest corporations. So, uh, it's not only one company is couple of companies, the group group of companies. Um, and he's active on LinkedIn and people were saying, people were doubtful. If it was him who is posted, you know, we are sure that he doesn't have time to do it. So one day he, uh, he records a video when, uh, it's a short video, one minute, when he tells them, of course, it's me. Like, as the CEO, I'm here to set up the vision and the strategy and to lead the company-specific directions. I choose the people who can then lead those departments, those companies within the group and implement all of that. I'm just here to make sure that they are going in the right directions. And uh, besides that, my... Uh, Time goes to thinking. I spend my time thinking and, you know, why wouldn't I express at least one of those thoughts uh, per day or per week on on LinkedIn? Uh, And also, one thing that is important to to think about is uh, that this is communicating with your clients or customers using just one channel where they are and talking to them daily. Uh, Now, if the CEO or the founder is somebody who has been doing that before. Is aware about the 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 importance of the personal brand um, and those kind of things. They will be active even when they become founders, when they get out of their previous roles, or they when they become the CEO. You know those kind of things. If they didn't do it before, it's hard to understand, but it's possible uh, and it's. Always, the job of the marketing department, of the marketing leader, to explain them that to the CEO and to educate him or her about that. So that's also the part of the marketing to educate inside the company. Um, in you know, like uh, marketing inside the company is as important as marketing outside of the company. Because if you don't uh, educate your people, your CEO. Uh, about specific things they need to do. Uh, If you don't sell the products or the services to your employees, so how would you sell it to somebody else outside of it? And a lot of companies forget about uh, that aspect. So uh, this is something to to think about. Uh, And yeah, I think it depends a lot on the background and of understanding the whole scope of the business, the the industry, where everything is going, it all gets into the equation. The equation of why should somebody be
1: active? I mean, I completely agree with you on that, and I mean, in the end, it's all about founders' vision and company culture. Because if these two are not aligned, we will have problems sooner or or late. And uh, the second thing uh, we we discussed a little bit uh, earlier earlier today, and I don't know, I made uh, I made one interesting poll just to just to see how people will uh, react on uh, different possible combinations uh, founder and co-founder for B two B B two B SaaS businesses, and uh, I don't know, it was like uh, interesting to see that people. <laughs> people love to see a developer and uh, a hustler i mean someone from uh, someone with uh, marketing and uh, sales background together as a combination of founder and co-founder and uh, usually people uh, find it uh, as a good combo and i don't know another interesting another interesting uh, thing i would love to discuss with you in more details like uh, i mean it's 2000 21 is there a seat on founder's table for a designer?
0: No. <laughs> no, definitely definitely not. I don't I in any scenario I don't see designer on the I mean like really guys like no offense but we will outsource
1: that in the early beginning yeah.
0: I mean, if the CEO is designer or somebody else has designer background or the company is a design company, then okay, then it makes sense. But just a designer, somebody who is doing design, why would... It's not a department even. So it's under the marketing. Uh, And uh, I mean, I think it's something that I wouldn't even go into discussing. Uh, But it's uh, like... CEOs being active and who is affecting those decisions and who's over there. I think those are all important, important points. Um, I mean, let's compare things. If you, if you check Twitter, especially Serbian time at night, uh, so us time afternoon or evenings, you can see a bunch of founders, uh, investors, marketers, entrepreneurs just sharing their journey. And they're really active, like, all the time. Sharing um, their pains. People are really open, you know, going ahead. There, there is even a marketing Twitter uh, community. Uh, and, uh, you know, I I personally learned a lot from those people. Because uh, if you look at... Now it's controversial to use an example of the base camp. um boys uh but uh if we if you look at them they, they just do different pr stunts on uh on twitter and just do the twitter takeovers and uh you know polarize people and get the, the free promotion for their business i mean the recent things that happened obviously gave them the the, the bad um picture in public but uh i mean they are good examples of the of the owners uh, taking over the social media and being the voice of the company. Um, also, uh, I don't know who's there. Like Peopleia is uh, is a great uh, great example. Um, he's uh, you know like. He, aware that personal profile is one of the channels, maybe the most important channel for the, for the company, for the startup, no matter what the size of it is. Also Dave, Dave Gerhardt had, I remember a tweet when when he said that, uh, you know, that founders, um, social media profile is, uh, probably the best channel for doing marketing for the company. Uh, And it is, because the founder is the one who is carrying the story of the company, the culture, the vision, and everything. And uh, Or we can call it a CEO. It all depends how it goes, but um, leaders of the company are the ones who need to lead the way. Uh, So often I see the situation when they don't want to be involved. Okay, they want to hire somebody who will teach their team how to do it, but if they can stay out of it, well, you can't, you just cannot stay out of it because you need to uh, to be active and be the voice because if you don't stand out, it means that, uh, that you know, uh, first of all, you are not communicating with your clients or customers. You're just communicating through them, uh, through your team. So what they tell you, you don't have the direct access to them and by doing that, um, you don't have a clear picture you need to have a clear picture yourself of what you should be doing and when you should be taking the company, how people are reacting to what you do. I always remember a good uh, a good example of um, um, Salesforce uh, CEO who is uh, you know, jumping into the webinars, jumping in not only for his company, but also other companies that he's invested in. He's jumping into the webinars, into the lives, uh, on the emails, and asking questions. You know, does this really work? Is somebody reacting to it? Uh, You know, like, why are we doing this? Uh, You know, he he wants to be updated about all those things. uh, And no matter what the channel is, you need to do it too. You don't need to do it all the time, but every couple of days. And it can be something that's planned. You know, let's get into that point as well what do you think how can uh, CEOs invest less time uh, but in being present but still you know being able to transfer their their voice even through somebody who is like maybe you know helping him with uh, with you know um, coming up with uh, with posts with copy with everything you know there are people from different backgrounds so some of developers some of from Business, somewhere from finance, uh, from different perspectives. Not everybody are good at writing social media posts, so probably
1: uh, podcast is the is the best solution because uh, people will uh, gain uh, additional trust points when they actually see, feel the energy, and it's easier for I don't know for founder to put like all your different type of stories success stories uh, emotion failure stories uh, all all like things there they weren't so sure in the past uh, all their decisions and they can put like really really nice stories more or less easy and they can use all this content to produce like additional content, to cut it in some shorter pieces, to make additional posts from from podcast episodes, to make additional content for Twitter. I mean, in few few hours, and uh, imagine doing this for, I don't know, two founders, two, fa- two guest founders, and they can do like additional cross distribution between all different channels. Literally, they can go wild, and I don't know, imagine like three founders sharing their stories with the huge companies behind them, and all their people involved in the posts i mean it's viral for sure
0: for every single piece of content they they will put out there one thing sticks stick with me like stees going wild <laughs> that's that's a great example and sounds sounds you know like they're doing crazy things but it's not only about podcast podcast is good because like that the leader of the company can interview other leaders and get insights but also like if he wants to do just posts or, uh, you know, those kind of things. Uh, A good example is that he can just talk with somebody from his team or from his agency on a weekly level and, you know, just share their thoughts, maybe on some things that are going on in the world, in the industry, some things he is working on, some things he or she think it's important for the company. And, uh, you know, uh, they can be recorded, transcribed, and uh, somebody from their team can help them, you know, like kind of get the pieces uh, into different posts. And, um, you know, he's checking them out. Uh, it's his tone of voice, it's his words. So there's no like uh, gap in between. And uh, I think it can work great. Uh, and it's a simple thing, one simple thing. It doesn't take much time, it takes 50 minutes, uh, even a month. Not Even a month not, is okay. Not, not a week. So, um, and especially you know, if he's thinking about it and he knows that uh, that you know that they are going to do it, then he or she they will know um, kind of uh, that they need to come up with some things for that, and they, it will keep repeating in their mind and everything, and they will. You know, come up with uh, with that. So uh, it's an interesting topic, and uh, there are a lot of gains of of that. Uh, what I want to talk uh, about and to mention is what happens if they don't post. Uh, I always like to to get into the situation when uh, something bad happens. Something bad happens, uh, and uh, the company isn't the one who has. Uh, done the bad thing they are here the winners but the the partner or the client or the company that has done something uh, let's call it bad um, they are posting about it they are active on social media and they are posting about it from their perspective they are sharing their truth and uh, because they are doing it first it, uh, it becomes the truth not their truth; it becomes the truth, and then probably you will decide. Okay, ah, uh, you know, you're getting pissed off. Like we are the good guys, but we are getting played here, and we want to, you know, come up with with a social media post about it or like the PR stand or something like that. Um, but it's the second truth done like that. Somebody else already stepped out. So okay, you can you can explain it. You can go through it, but uh, if you are the one coming in with that first, you wouldn't even be in the situation where you need to explain yourself. So, just one of the situations that I don't think many people are thinking about.
1: It's just difference between being reactive and proactive, so it's always better to... To be there first and explain your your version of truth and everything. And I want to uh, put like additional thing. Uh, uh, for example, if you're like founder and you have like weekly, not even weekly, monthly meetings with your own crew or mid level management, you can have like really a, a nice way of I don't know two way communication between you and them. You can uh, you can have easy. Uh, reverse mentorship in progress, because when you are like closer to them and you know pain points, it will be easier for you to have like a better vision of everything is going on around the business and around your company. So, reverse mentorship process, especially for, I don't know, 50 plus older founders is really, really useful because Tech is changing too fast. Things are changing too fast, and if you don't have enough time, or I don't know, you are not mm, a self learner type of person, sooner or later you will have problems to keep everything uh, on track, uh, to have like all necessary info, to follow all latest trends, uh, useful insights, stuff like that. So you will. Uh, you will be forced to, uh, or at least learn things on harder way, or to uh, believe in someone else's perspective. For example, CTO, and to form like joint vision with other people's information and maybe that will not be the vision you have from the beginning so from my point of view it's better to have this type of two-way communication and reverse mentorship progress all the time at least from time to time
0: so Yeah, I mean there are uh, so many points that we can that we can tackle here. Uh, people, if you have any questions, feel free to drop them um, in a the chat in the comments. Uh, let's uh, let's answer some of them. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's the way the game is played today. Uh, I would just say that, and I'm not saying that every company should uh, should have. Their CEO, uh, you know, being active somewhere on social media uh, or try to generalize things, but overall, for majority of the company, it would uh, give just just good things. It would bring just good things. Uh, there, for um, I mean, for small number of companies, uh, it can give them, you know, like a bad look or something like that, it won't happen. And also I want to talk about, uh, to tackle a little bit the content that CEOs should post. Like a lot of them, uh, when thinking about being active on social media, they think about like the CEOs, older CEOs, we mentioned them, they completely understand differently the game. Um, And they see the leaders of the big companies, like huge companies, uh, that uh, one thing is that they don't see is that those people uh, have that amount of followers and connections because they are CEOs of the huge companies. It's not that they are doing something very good with their content. They're just CEOs of the huge companies. And uh, because uh, they are featured in the LinkedIn feed, uh, in some other publications, uh, media, in the news, they or the company, it helped them grow their account. Uh, that's it. Sometimes, you know, the truth is that simple. Uh, in most cases, this is this is the situation. And those people are just sharing, sharing things from their company pages. Uh, they're sharing uh, photos, sharing articles, and... Um, I mean, let's say the most extreme stuff they are doing are two of them. Uh, first one is sharing videos that have no, that have nothing to do with their business. So, uh, if you go to the Sales Navigator and type in the CEOs of you know enterprise level companies, you will see that a lot of them are posting videos with I don't know with trucks with cats with uh, nature, with dolphins, with, I don't know, uh, um, some videos... You, you, have...
1: you will be really disappointed when you check things.
0: Yeah, some, have... some of the the videos that, uh, you know, that can be considered as viral content and that were all over the, the Facebook back in the days. Um, so that's one thing. And the second thing, <laughs> I call it extreme because... Uh, because it's ridiculous and it's like uh, being published in Forbes on and uh, other PR articles. Um, it's funny because uh, because you know they have the channel with uh, I don't know how many million followers and they prefer that they post something which is on the Forbes articles on the Forbes website. You know, uh, and those articles aren't being seen by that many people. If you are publishing Forbes, it doesn't mean that they will distribute uh, your article to the, you know, to the millions in their auditorium. It doesn't mean that. And uh, if you don't do the distribution, probably like only a few people will see the article. Uh, Unless you are like a huge company, as I said, and they would read it because of that. Because, like, Forbes will put you in the, in the spot and, you know, take something out of the article for them by emphasizing you. That can happen as well. But, uh, you know, those are the things, uh, the, the way some old CEOs are doing it and uh, other CEOs who are just thinking about doing that or they have, you know, companies like us from marketing suggesting them, that we go into those things, um, you know, uh, they look up to those people and they say, um, what you are suggesting is not the right way. We should do it like these CEOs are doing. Um, and probably, as I said, we won't convince them, uh, and probably this will change when those, this that we have right now, young founder CEOs take over their place.
1: And literally it will be uh, change like basic narrative just like that, because we see like really, really all the time completely missed content strategy for, for C level executive, even, even from a bigger companies because I don't know one, one, one uh, wrong thing leads to another and to another and to another. And we are seeing like uh, C level executive just sharing, company posts uh, or putting uh, as you said like completely irrelevant uh, content to to their followers and i don't know they're like missing huge opportunities here on linkedin because uh, their uh, Forbes pub- publication, their article, probably will be seen 5K, 10K views in, the go- in a good day. And they can do like 10x more just on LinkedIn, and they can do it for free every single day. Even multiple times per day, because they can post in every six hours and they can prepare a post put their message on in maybe 5 to 10 minutes or you can shoot a 1 minute video and still it's not it's not happening that fast and probably we need to wait or for them to see they're doing things wrong but from their perspective hey i'm 60 years old businessman who earned millions and i'm always right so it's literally impossible to change their uh, their views on that subject.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at uh, the some of the CEOs, you know, there are a couple of them that don't want to listen. Uh, like the CEO that has older or the founder who has built the company and succeed for the first time.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: who are you to tell me? You know, <laughs> yes. I, I did it for the first time, and I mean you don't have an argument here uh or like people who have been uh, c-level executives in the huge companies you know it didn't depend on them uh what will happen to the company they they weren't the one who has been gone through through all those things uh or in other way um the ones who are older generation but the ones who still have everybody in the company depending on them. Uh, I don't know why, and those those three personas, let's call them like that, um, aren't mutually connected, but it's just the cases that I'm seeing. Um, And, you know, it's usually the the ego team, Diego ego game, or not having a great marketing team, or not having the great marketing leader in the company that can affect their decision and their thinking. Uh, those are all the reasons why, why this is happening.
1: And that's, uh, I mean, that's uh, the question of integrity for their marketing team, because uh, if you are like marketer from... I don't know different uh, background and you are like a class player. Your job is to convince your c level executives why some things is good for the company and for the business and why some things are not. But people will I don't know, try to go an easier way and hey, our CEO is <laughs> he's wanted to do this this same old way and we are doing it, no no further questions. I mean, come on, if you are a marketer with some integrity, you need to draw the line and say, hey, okay, it's not good, let's try other way, let's try to test things. And I don't know, people are somehow still afraid, uh, at least I think people are still afraid to to do something, maybe they lack like integrity, They they are afraid for their own jobs, but it's, it can hurt industry, it can hurt companies, it can hurt them as a professionals in long-term run. So I'm still not sure what is like primary motivation for not doing things the right
0: well, way. Well, I'll tell you, because marketers like to have it comfortable to do some events, to not be responsible for the, for the revenue, for That's their, part, their part of the pipeline. Uh, they, they just want to live like the comfy life uh, and you know uh, we respond with, with leads, we do the events, we do just we'll do some fancy, awareness, awareness. We, we do the fancy stuff, you know those kind of things. But to your point if they try to, to explain these things and to educate the CEO, or the C level executives and the company and they do succeed succeed even if they are doing that on the side and showing them the results. Then basically, what can they do? They can go out to the company as soon as possible and do that on their own, or do that in some other company where the CEO understands marketing. So uh, it's important then the CEO understands marketing. That's uh, I think crucial for somebody who wants to do specific things, innovate in a marketing position,
1: especially in some highly competitive uh, surroundings like B2B, like SaaS, everything like tech related, I mean, it's must have if you are not understand marketing in, in this business surrounding, hey, maybe you are in the wrong business, and I don't know, and maybe you're still here by pure luck, or you had like, uh, luck before, and I don't know, in, in my opinion, it's must have now.
0: Yeah, um, our our friend Gaetano, he had a post last night or this morning. I saw it this morning. Uh, says he's seeing so many bad companies, and he's wondering how they are still in business. I'm wondering the same, even about the companies that that are successful, because we are, uh, you know, seeing what's inside uh, and seeing that, you know, there are a lot of things that needs to be needs to be changed um and it's it's interesting perspective all these all these things are uh, kind of really really interesting because uh nothing is black and white and all the situations are different every company is different and i mean we're talking about some things from our experience but uh to be honest uh there isn't one thing that will work for every single company in every single case Uh, that's why the strategy, the analytics, the analysis, it's important. And, um, you know, those kind of things. CEOs were supposed to be the people that know their company the best or the founders, Um, but sometimes it's the case, sometimes it isn't. You know, they may know some things that are important for the business, but they don't know the way they can get to it. Or, uh, you know, they don't have the right personnel to do it or they don't have the right data uh, so they can see actually what's working what's not you know those kind of things um and uh i think that should be one of the topics that we can talk about on this funky uh funky marketing show further and get get deeper uh but uh do you have anything else to say related to uh to today's topics i think we we went really really deep on some things. Uh, and you know, I mean, it's always good to talk about the things that you are doing. Our friend, Marty Sanchez is also the company, uh, and has the agency influence podium that is doing, uh, you know, personal branding for B2B CEOs. Uh, and one thing that he tells me that, uh, you know, he is always working when he creates the posts, not only for him but for his clients and when they name the industry, the company and or the you know the persona that they are going after in the first line of the post. You know, so they are posting and they're naming them. Our posts, my posts as a CEO are for you guys. You are our clients, you are our potential clients, no matter who you are, my posts are for you. I'm sharing this to help you get better in something. That's it, or I'm sharing something for my team so they can read it and they can understand the way I'm thinking. Like, it has so many different points of view, what you can talk uh, about, uh, what you can express, how you can lead, actually, through that channel. What can I say? Happy happy end of the week. (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting today. We had uh, we had a big audience. Um, Thank you, everybody who was listening. Thank you. you. Uh, We we do this. We record this live on uh, on restreams, or we are streaming on different platforms, like in on LinkedIn uh, on. Facebook in our Facebook group, Funky Marketing. Feel free to join in if you aren't uh, there yet. Uh, also on uh, Twitter, on Twitch from today, I just made the account. Why not? Uh, we stopped streaming on, uh, on Facebook page because like the reach and the views over there are uh, lower than zero. So nobody's seeing those things. So we won't do it there. We also stream uh, live on LinkedIn. Uh, but uh, I want to invite you to to follow us. All the episodes are being distributed uh, on all the podcast streaming platforms. So uh, if you like Anchor or Spotify or Apple or Google or any other platforms, we're there as Funky Marketing Podcast. Uh, Also on YouTube, you can follow Funky Marketing uh, channel. You will find a playlist with Funky Marketing podcast over there. Um, You can follow our page because the whole podcast and everything is powered by Funky Marketing company. Um, And if you have any questions for us, feel free to uh, drop us uh, a message anytime, no matter when you're listening to this. Uh, Totsi, anything uh, you would like to say for the end?
1: Uh, I just want to announce that probably we will next week uh, talk more about uh, classical uh, CMOs pain points. You already mentioned a few things, so probably next week we will go in more details and talk about uh, how things looks like from chief marketing officer's perspective. What are like good things? What are like bad things? And what are like m- the most painful from their perspective? So be prepared, and as Nemanja said, if you have like any additional questions, feel free to send us a message like anytime on any channel, you can find us.
0: Yeah, I think we, we, we need to give them uh, the answer from the start. Like, how old are you? <laughs> we didn't and, answer that. <laughs> and be prepared, people. I'm, I will be in,
1: I don't know, three days, 45 years old. Yes, that's true. I'm that Yeah,
0: old. yeah. I think we we need to tell them that the next week it will be the the birthday mm-hmm. episode because both of us are born on the same day, uh, so that's that's kind of an interesting development. I'm 37, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna have like a birthday celebration thing, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but um, I mean. Take some time and join us uh, next Thursday uh, 3 p.m um, Central European time. Um, get yourself a bottle of wine uh, or a glass of wine If you don't want to go with a bottle, get yourself. Bottle is okay. uh, bottle is okay. Get yourself uh, a beer and let's uh, let's celebrate all together while talking about the problems CMOs uh, are having these days. Bye-bye, guys. Keep it funky.